welcome to New Sincerity, the podcast with honest talk on honest topics. I'm Maddie. I'm Carter. I'm Kelby. Who's that? <laughs> Who's that foxy lady over there? Um, today we have a special guest. Katie Lane is coming to talk to us about music. Musics. Yay, music! <laughs> Fun music. Fun Friday. Um, We're recording on a Friday. We, yeah. This isn't being released yeah. on a Friday. No. Sorry. No. We are currently experiencing Fun Friday. I'm sorry yeah. if you're listening to this on, and, on, on a Monday, Monday morning. Snoo- snoozy Sunday. Hey, everybody can have a Fun Friday on any day of the week. It's true. true. Yeah. I love that. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about like how you're located within like the music community to start yeah, off? Yeah. Or even like, who are you? What, what yeah. do you do? What are you about? Who the heck are you and how did you get here? <laughs> as a person and as a female in the music industry, um, I'm new to Victoria. So I moved here in August, so I'm kind of a newbie as of six months-ish. Yahoo! Uh, yeah, I abandoned three bands to move to Victoria <laughs> to pursue a warmer climate and potentially uh, education. Um, but I'm like continuing to do my music stuff here. And my music stuff includes um, a record I'm releasing, which is called Bum Knee, which is a new EP that I've just recorded in Edmonton and then partially recorded here with Layton, yeah, who is uh, close to Kelby in many ways. <laughs> my, ow, ow. my, he's my assistant. No. <laughs> he's my assistant life manager. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm just kind of finding my footing here in Victoria. But it's been really fun and very interesting and very male dominated. So yeah, there's some cool aspects and some not as fun aspects. Just so that we don't forget to do it is. Like, is there somewhere on Spotify? That That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, I, can I access your music? Yeah. Your album once yeah, it's been yeah. released? Yeah, so I'll have it up on pretty much every streaming platform. You usually go through a distributor, which you download or you upload your your music to, and then they send it out to the world. So That's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, so it'll be on Spotify. You can find me under Katie Lane, um, and then that record will be called Bum Knee. So there's five tracks on it. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. That's so exciting. When, oh when do you think it's going to be out? Um, that's always a hard <laughs> question. I'm like, five years later. Nothing. The little SpongeBob. Honestly, five years later. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully this spring. I'm thinking like June would be a good time. Yeah. Um, but it's like really, really close to being like fully baked. It's just needing it's like a cake that's just like constantly coming in and out of the oven You're like and i will give it to this person they will put the icing on i'll give it to this person and they'll like add some weird filling in there Maybe some this person will just take a bite out of it yeah. and give it back but, uh, now, now you're down part of a cake yeah. Yeah. feeling some Actually. tension but <laughs> yeah so it's been fun it's yeah obviously there's a lot of people that contributed to it um but yeah so it'll probably be out in the spring, I just need, like, artwork and things to come together. It's a lot. Like, yeah. it's a big process. Yeah. It's not just, like, I did one thing, and now <laughs> it is here. It's here it's you like, go. oh, I forgot about all the other things you have to do to bake a cake besides actually make the, like, fucking batter. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Shite. Yeah. I'm also uh, curious to ask... Oh, sorry, I could go. No. I'm curious to ask... Um, I know it's, like, a big question, but, like, when you first started getting into music and why you felt like that was your platform that called you. Oh, Yeah. It's kind of always been a part of my life. I think that's, like, pretty uh, constant for most musicians. Like, you kind of grow up around music. My family's pretty musical. So my dad, don't ask him to sing anything (laughs) for you ever. Um, 
Um, and I played piano for a long time. It was like the classic, like, I started when I was five, and I just played piano, but I hated it. The yeah. whole time I hated it. I was like, I don't like pressing buttons to make noise. Yeah, That's I, not how I do it. I did piano lessons, and my mom, like, started taking piano lessons to keep me in, and then I dropped really? it, and she continued it. Mm, but, yeah, I hated piano so, so funny. Much. Yeah, it's a weird thing. It doesn't give you, like, it's a beautiful instrument if people can, like, do it really well and care yeah. about it, but like that was not my thing. So I, I got a guitar. Silent night. That's nice. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So I started playing guitar when I was like twelve, which really got me like songwriting and just kind of like I did the whole fucking Brian Adams thing where you play till your fingers bleed and yeah, I just like learned a bunch of chords. So that was pretty funny. Um, and then have been kind of writing and playing guitar ever since, and like have started different bands so I kind of like found my um I don't know I just like express a lot of things through music I think that I wasn't able to in like normal yeah life. yeah so yeah. um I was what was oh yeah I was sorry I was just gonna ask because <laughs> um, you said you you left some bands to come out here and now you're kind of doing like more solo music is yeah. that right like what how would you say that you like you enjoy the band experience versus a more like kind of like individually driven musical experience they're really different things yeah a lot of it like several bands that i've had have been kind of based on my own songwriting and my own music so then i'm just like i need a team behind me yeah let's go and then i've made really close friends and made bands like that where i'm kind of still the ringleader yeah (laughs) like the mother um and like, we kind of would co-write together, I'd bring in a song, and then we'd kind of, like, make it a fully formed thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, solo is definitely, like, a, a thing I've done quite a bit just because, A, you get paid a lot more. You don't have to split, like, your, um, yeah, your earnings through, like, four or five people sometimes. Um, and, B, like, you, I can, like, pretty much play whatever songs I want. I don't have to, like teach them to a band yeah but I've also had other bands where like I'm not the leader I'm not like the one person that's making everything happen which is really nice because yeah. it's really exhausting sometimes yeah um and I've just been like a vocalist in like a, a couple of bands which is like just fun yeah, yeah. That's cool. I have a question <laughs> how have you found it like integrating like into the Victoria music scene like getting gigs yeah. like because you're you're so new like I want yeah. like how did it like did you have connections beforehand kind of thing or yeah like I was saying like Leighton has been a really huge help to me which is funny like because I recorded in Edmonton with Aladdin Karufi he's incredible he's been a um musician there for quite a while and is pretty embedded in that scene so I had a bunch of connections with him just through friends and through other pals just like through the music scene and everything um and then when I came out here I was like oh I'm still like putting finishing touches on my stuff and I kind of only knew Leighton that was in the music scene so far besides like my friend Mark from Tropic Harbor um but yeah so then I had like kind of a foot in the door through him mostly which was really handy yeah and he's just been very supportive and like just stoked on my music genuinely which is kind of hard to find sometimes it's like people will be like yeah that was cool and you're like cool did you actually think that but Layton was like I want to record on your stuff like you can play in my band I want you to sing with me and I was like wow this feels very homey already but um it's a different scene here like it just really feels very different from Edmonton um I think just in like different styles of music that are made here Edmonton's definitely a little uh grungier like maybe a little more 
uh, like edgy. I don't that's know. what I was gonna say. That's kind of the vibe I get. It's mm-hmm. just funny because I never really thought about Edmonton having this like thriving music scene. Yeah, no, me either. But it, it does. <laughs> like like most people that a lot of people that I talk to out here, are like, oh, I'm from Edmonton. Or I yeah. lived in Edmonton for a while, and I'm like, what, really? <laughs> yeah, it seems like there's a really like. Yeah. Art heavy focus there, but it is also like this weirdly like progressive lefty beacon of Alberta yeah. Yeah. that doesn't exist elsewhere there. Yeah. Right? Like, when you looked at the voting map, yeah. it was a sea of blue, and then there's this little speck of orange. It's like, where do you live? And it's like, I am that orange <laughs> right <speck>. there. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. me right there. Well, and I would say just as far as uh, anyone who wants to get maybe a little taste of Katie's music is that there is a song that you feature on for Tropic Harbor, right? On yeah, Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> of you go. Sorry, I was totally listening to your music. Um, but if you want to hear Katie's wonderful voice, um, you should totally go check that out because that'll be a good little taster for yeah, them yeah, when her music. own music is coming out. But I well, I've been to a show to one of your shows that you did with Leighton before uh, with Kelby, and it was like it was quite startling. Like the just your voice is beautiful. Like, your music is beautiful. Um, but I also think, like, it, it, is, it must be really intimidating given that people look for different things in their music. Like, even music lovers are, you're not going to appeal to everybody, right? Like, do, sure. do you find it, like, can it be kind of, like, personally really, like, frustrating or hard when you don't get uptake from a community for music? Like, um... Yeah, I mean, it can. It can be daunting just in a way where you're like, I put my blood, sweat, and tears and relationships and everything, like, on the line for this one thing um, and then not feel like you've gotten, like, enough support or recognition. But I really, I feel like I've been so lucky to have amazing crews of people just, like, supportive and, um, yeah, just passionate about sharing my stuff, which is really fun and encouraging, right? Like, if you didn't have... Like, if I didn't have Edmonton, I don't know where I would be with my music. Like, yeah. I really need that feedback as well. Like, if I don't get positive recognition, I'm like, yo, what am I yeah. doing? Yeah. And it's weird because it's like, hey, I need validation. Like, over here, <laughs> check me out. Hi, do you like it yet? Um, Yeah, so. But it's I feel like, like that's just, like, art in general, though. It's like everyone being like, this is my soul. Do you like it? Like, yeah, and then people are like, I hate it. And you're like, okay, I'll never do it. Yeah. You're like, don't worry, it's just everything I think and feel and believe in. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. Um, yeah. One thing I was really curious, like, or interested in talking about, and I think we had talked about earlier, but um, I feel like, especially, like, in Victoria and, like, the gigs that I have been to that you've played in and things like that, um, it is a very male-dominated space for sure, and it's like, and that, that's not saying anything bad against like, like all the musicians that you play with are like kind, wonderful souls and for stuff. Sure. But it does say something about like what is successful sometimes, and or who has like the confidence to produce things. Yeah, yeah, like art is very, you're very raw and um, vulnerable when you make art, and often people that feel that they have like the power and the means and the confidence to produce those kinds of raw um, emotions in front of people are white males. Yeah. Because, yeah, they dominate pretty much every field, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and, and just, like, the higher-paying end of that. And it's, yeah. music is not unlike any other genre, but... Um, sorry, not genre. <laughs> field of work. Yeah. Um, well, because I think it's interesting, like... 
I, I don't know, I would imagine it's just like a different energy. For example, like if you're playing with a group of girls, I know you like played in a girl band in Edmonton, yeah, yeah, like yeah. kind of like a femme band, which is awesome. Um, but just like the energy of like being on stage in that situation where like being on stage where it's like you're like singing a song for a male band or something like that, like how that yeah. differs for you as an experience. For sure, yeah, they're drastically different. Um, yeah. My girl band really felt like a team and a... Um, not that my other bands haven't, but it just really felt cohesive and we'd hang out and talk about things that were happening more in our lives before, um, like, having jams and having shows and we'd coordinate our outfits and, like, yeah. feel really powerful in a group of yeah. women because it's like having, it's like maybe playing badminton as opposed to playing, like, football where you, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's either just you and you are doing your thing and you're just... You show up and do your part. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. or else you're part of this team and you're collectively doing something together. And I think I've just really noticed that with women, and I don't mean to make it a super gendered um, topic, but with women I've really felt the support and the, like, I think just acknowledgement of other things in your life yeah. um, that way, as well as... Um, like, playing with men is also really empowering because I'm like, yeah, I'm on your same playing field. But yeah. you do get the, like, the assumptions of, like, sound techs or events managers just being like, so you must be the singer. Um, I'll yeah. set up all your stuff for you. Um, don't mind if I just put your mic where it's going. Um, and if you have any pedals or anything, I'll do that. And you're like, actually, no, this is my craft. This is, <laughs> I yeah. brought my own gear. Yeah. This is my band behind me. I brought my own guitar. <laughs> like, please don't touch my equipment unless I ask you to. Yeah. Like, it's really wild that you have to ask those things of men sometimes. Have it's you, an age old thing. Have you noticed that, like, event managers and stuff do that to your band? Like, especially if, if you're playing with, like, a male band? Yeah, do they yeah. do they like oh I'll I'll do this for you like if you have anything like that like you know or <laughs> never to men. no never yeah. to yeah. men unless they're like hey man do you need like a hand carrying this uh, thing yeah like, what the fuck <laughs> fuck Just you like, yeah so it's it's very different that way yeah I'm so something that's intimidating to me so I'm kind of starting to get into the music scene like I I started with like learning guitar and then doing like mm -hmm. songwriting and I've kind of been songwriting for about five or six years and I'm hoping to start recording but I've been playing with a band of really great guys for the past like three months and we're looking at starting to get into that scene and something that's intimidating, I don't know if you can speak to this, is because there feels like there's room for so many more men in the music industry than women, it's like there's, you see lots of guys and like I don't think aesthetic should have to be a big part of it. If the music is your craft, like for, for some people it's partly aesthetic, right? But mm -hmm. um, you see a lot of schlumpy looking guys who do music. Oh you see a goodness. lot of really fucking like hot and like aesthetically coordinated or like strategically yeah. aesthetic women. Female presentation is so like, I think impactful as like, well. Like there's not and, like, room for schlumpy women. Is just... Yeah, it's not even looked at. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's also this may be a controversial opinion, but, like, I've just noticed this in, like, certain settings when you are going to gigs and stuff. I almost feel like you can suck a little bit more as a male band, if that makes oh, sense. Uh, Where it's like, you can, oh you can go, okay, yeah, okay. You um, have the space, you yeah, have the you credential, you have everyone's assumptions that you're going to be good, especially if you're hip looking, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like almost like a style. It's yeah. kind of like, you can just kind of, yeah, like schlump it a little bit. And that's mm -hmm. not to say, like, obviously, 
Yeah. all men do that but that definitely I feel like is a bit more of an issue but I also think that happens with like any art really because it's like even just like as someone who's like potentially like you know wants to get into like the writing industry and things like that there's definitely um I don't know it just feels like there's a lot of space for male voices and stuff right now yeah. um but that being said too because like when I look into publishers and things like that I guess I shouldn't say it's more male dominated now because I actually have a friend who is looking to publish some of his work and he was saying that a lot of the feedback he was getting from publishers was that like his voice wasn't really what they were looking for right now because they're looking for more kind of like yeah, that's great. Yeah. diversity yeah, yeah. No, which is sure. like which i was kind of like he was like oh and i was kind of like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, oh no i'm so sorry yeah <laughs> i feel like it's it's not even with like just art it's everything yeah. Yeah. like I want to like go into law maybe possibly if I pass the LSAT or <laughs> but um like people who look at like male lawyers look at female lawyers so differently like so fucking differently and like any like woman in a position of power she's a bitch she's you know well a male in a position of power is like oh he's just like strong-willed you know like and I've been told so because I can be kind of opinionated like oh, like, you know, don't, don't do this. Like, you know, just bite your tongue. It's fine. Where my brother can have these opinions and can have a conversation while I'm told to bite my tongue kind of thing. Yeah. So I think it's, like, the space and, like, literally society in general yeah. that... Well, yeah, I yeah. think what everyone's kind of getting at is, like, there's not only, like, there's obviously, like, sexist, um, like, infrastructures. Sexist. <laughs> just sexism. <laughs> but, like, yeah, sex, like, sexist in infrastructures and, in, like, in art and, like, academia all over the place. But, like kind of what you were saying, Katie, is, like, there's, like, there's this assumption that men are going to do well when they enter in, and so, like, you see, like, men who do, like, like a male band or, like, a male performer who does a bad show, and there's this assumption of, like, they just oh, had an off night. Yeah. yeah. Whereas when you see a female performer and they have a bad show, there's just this, like, easier jump to, like, they're just not talented. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're just not as good. The statement, then, if a man fails then it's oh he can't do it and if a woman fails it's oh women can't do it yeah, yeah. And it's like hey let's take that ownership and put it on men now yeah, okay like, what the heck? let's yeah. say men can't do it more yeah. often please. well i i had this conversation with my dad who's um used to used to perform in the music scene when he was like my age um and has always played music and i was talking to him because i just went to see the beaches which mm -hmm. is a canadian girl rock group um from toronto i just saw them perform in victoria a couple of weeks ago and they were amazing, but I was saying to my dad, like, it was insane, like, watching them, how coordinated they were. Like, it wasn't just the music. Right? It was, it was, yeah, their outfits, but also, like, their, like, they had, like, dance moves. Like, they, their, their motion, their bodies were coordinated. And I was like, dad, that's insane. Like, I've never seen anything like it. And he was pointing out, he's like, well, of course not. Like, male groups don't have to work that hard to be accepted. Like, the reason they're that much better than everyone else is because if they weren't, they wouldn't get to do that show. And they can sing, like, literally a dying cow and everyone will be like oh yeah that's just like his voice and it's just alternative and weird it's that's, that's just and if a woman does that they're like yeah she sucks <laughs> like, <laughs> like what it's, it's, it's really interesting and i think that obviously that goes for like non-binary people as well yeah. Like, yeah i was gonna say that too it's like like addressing to you that like we're coming at this topic as like four cis white women like yeah. this is talking exclusively to like <laughs> this like, one form of this oppression. one yeah. form of oppression that we've experienced yeah. so that's yeah. like all we can really speak well, and to that's but the other thing i was going to say about edmonton is how inclusive it is so there's like all walks of life and i just like have such a diverse beautiful community there yeah. that i'm so happy to be a part of and coming from that into this very 
white cis male dominated um, music community here is like kind of a shaker. Like I'm like, where are all the people of color? Like where are all the women? Like I haven't seen any non-binary folks that are like in the music industry. In the music industry, just like that is their identity and that's their like, you know, their um, yeah. Because unfortunately, like you pointed out, like a huge part of like music as far as like a career is like marketing yourself Mm -hmm. and there are people who just aren't like aren't attractive like if not aren't attractive to like this community like Mm -hmm. if you're performing for a bunch of like white cis people Mm -hmm. then the people that are going to be marketing at you are probably white cis people which kind of sucks yeah um I was gonna say it's really interesting because I feel like Alberta is like very like, if we're going with, like, stereotypes across Canada, sure. it's, like, hickey, like, For I don't know, sure. like, cowboy, yeehaw, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, like you know, while well, Victoria yeah. is seen as the progressive yeah. um, place, so it's just really interesting how mm-hmm. you've had, like, kind of, I guess, like, the opposite, well, not exactly opposite, but yeah. a different experience. Well, and maybe it also, like, plays the factor that Edmonton is more um, underground, like the scene is very DIY, mm. like everyone's kind of just making it on their own accord, has a lot to do with how arty you are, and yeah. how weird you are, and how oppressed you are in different ways, yeah. whereas in Victoria it's kind of more about you're making this art, and just the general population is very white yeah. here anyway, so it's like, who's going to be making the music? Probably yeah. white people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listening to the but music. Yeah. I think <laughs> like, just like developing more of like a a punk scene even um, obviously is going to be a part of like making those underground movements really heard and really popular. Yeah. But yeah, in Edmonton they're already like that's the dominant scene yeah. of music, which is cool. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really interesting. Do you but, think that you want to stay in Victoria as far as your music? Yes. Yeah, so I talk all this good no, shit no, about no. Edmonton, yeah. but... <laughs> I love Edmonton. I'll always have a piece of my heart for sure. I would like to stay in Victoria. I like the weather here. Mm-hmm. I'm like down with the people. Mm-hmm. I just, I want to see more diversity in the scene for sure. And I'm like always brainstorming on how to make those things. Actually, there's a really cool um, organization called Make Space here. And it's, I think it's people of color and it's an arts society that kind of just promotes um, different spaces for different people that don't always have the space cool so it's called make space yeah yeah so could you find them on like instagram yeah yeah yeah. okay um and they kind of just feature artists that wouldn't typically have that platform and that space to have their art out there which i think is really really yeah that's sweet but yeah I think there's some good things happening. I'm just like, how do we get (laughs) this now? Yeah. And then, so you're also, you're a musician who's also at the same time in school. Um, So you're like splitting your time. First of all, I imagine that's exhausting. Yeah. (laughs) Nodding yes. Because also you do the, I would say you're the same too. I'm the same, but I think I've split differently. Like I... I would identify myself primarily as an academic with, like, musician, like, undertones. And I can't speak to how you identify as an academic, but, you like, I think you have a more, like, like central space in music, Yeah, music's right? probably definitely more the central aspect of my life that I kind of shape everything else around. Yeah. And I think that's, like, 
maybe just part of my personality that I'm like, this is the thing I can do well. I'm just going to stick with it and maybe dabble in some other stuff. But this is my thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, you, do you see yourself wanting to, like, do the same kind of music for the foreseeable future? Or do you think you'd, like, are there, like, first of all, sorry, this is maybe <laughs> a good place to start for people listening. Like, how would you describe the general genre mm. of music that you do? And then is there any other genres that you would want to, like, expand to? Yeah, yeah. I think... I'm constantly growing and uh, changing my identity as a musician, and I think part of that has been, um, like, I went to jazz school for a little while. Really? Yeah. I did three years of uh, vocal performance in jazz and contemporary music at McEwen University. Where is that? Super Is that Edmonton? Yeah, that's in Edmonton. Uh, And so I have that, like, weird, uh, it's not classical training, but it's, like, kind of a similar, like you take lots of theory courses, lots of ear training, you take private instruction, you have a master class in your instrument. So I was the uh, big band singer for this like giant jazz band of like 14 horns and a (laughs) drum. What? (laughs) Yeah, drummer and like a piano player. Um, That's wild. It was really wild. I had to like kind of dress up like Jessica Rabbit and (laughs) sultry and it was pretty sexist as well so we can talk about that um (laughs) but then so I kind of went into music school like just hoping to broaden my horizons and I like jazz like sure but then I just realized after three years like I really don't like jazz that That much (laughs) making my own yeah making my own music has always been my like main goal (laughs) yeah and like writing my own stuff having my own band recording my own records selling my own records touring my own records has always been like this is the thing I'm going to do yeah (laughs) so that was a bit of a a strange thing because I always thought oh yeah I'll sing jazz on the side but it's like it's kind of strange like kind of like selling your soul to I don't know uh, appease your other talents which is like maybe what I can say about going to school as Mm -hmm. well as um being a musician yeah, it's like a backup plan but yeah thing. so I've anyway so I've gone through a lot of genres in my life yeah. I'll say it yeah. yeah I had a reggae song please never look that up <laughs> oh, oh I, I'm definitely gonna look this up <laughs> quite funny before I had any kind of education on the world and I am very happy that it is far buried in the interwebs um, <laughs> oh boy but <laughs> yeah so right now like the point I've come to in my music is that I make alternative um indie music I wouldn't say it's particularly, like, raucous or, like, punk or anything, but it's definitely, like, got an edge to it, but it's still, I think, pretty accessible to most folks. Um, and my, like, hero is, like, Angel Olsen, uh, and Feist is also love. up there. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> incredible femme artists that I just really um, respect and admire. Um, my, my partner yeah. just ordered himself a hoodie and he for, first of all he just doesn't have many sweaters so I saw him wearing it I'm like you got a new sweater um and it was just plain black I was like oh that's nice he's like yeah and wait until you see the back and he turned around it's just a huge picture of Angel Olsen's face uh, yes! <laughs> it was so cute oh he God. loves her so much <laughs> did he like, know like before he knew you did he know her or was that yeah yeah her? he's the one yeah. who introduced me to oh, her okay. yeah yeah wow. yeah so either way so <laughs> got a little fan club yeah. um I feel like yeah to wrap all of this together I think mainly what like for all of us in our own like individual creative or like professional spaces I think it comes down to um feeling confident in your craft enough 
to still pursue it when you're in a space that doesn't necessarily Value encourage it. you to pursue it. Yeah. Because, like, that has applied to, like, whatever. Like, if it's law school, academia, like, music, writing, like, those are all spheres where you maybe have to work extra hard. You, mm -hmm. unfortunately, maybe have to, like, face a little bit more criticism and things like that where yeah. it's, like, I don't know. I just feel like that's an important message but also yeah. a hard one to deal with. Yeah. Well, and before we wrap up, I do want to talk, before we started recording, Katie, you just kind of, like, flagged a topic that I thought was really interesting was when there is less space for someone of your oppressed identity. So for us, we're talking about women, but, like, you could also totally intersect, like, race and sexual orientation and class, class yeah. onto that, right? Like there's so many different intersections there. But when there's not enough space for you so that you feel like you're constantly competing against people. So for women, when you always feel like there's only enough room for a few women and so you have to be one of those women. Or you have to play a certain instrument or do a certain mm -hmm. task in the music realm. Yeah, like how does that make it hard to then be happy for other women or like be a good like ally or like supporter for other women in the field when you feel like they're also your primary competition. I think this is like a fake setup that like we're taught to have, but I think For that sure, it's yeah. like, I'd be interested because you were just mentioning this before, but mm -hmm. if you want to talk a bit. Yeah, yeah, well, everybody is kind of like in the pickle brine <laughs> as one of my process <laughs> of the ideology of- Is it Bruce? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Bruce actually. Oh, gosh, dang. <laughs> He is pretty interesting though. Uh -oh, for a white man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're in the pickle brine of the ideology of, uh, sexism essentially and so that makes us kind of see other women as an attack on our own you know identities or our own successes um and like obviously I'm not outside of that I'm still a pickle even if I'm not I'm trying not to be in that brand it's still it's soaked into me yeah. as yeah. much as I want to try to squeeze it out pickle Rick trying to get out of the bowl exactly yeah so I often find myself just being like uh seeing other women performers and being like, well, she's not quite as good as me, so I don't feel as, like, intimidated. And I'm like, what the heck, man? Do not do that to her. And These are thoughts we all have, though. Oh, like, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and I think it's often because, yeah, I don't see a lot of women around, so I often will be really excited when I see a woman, and I want them to be amazing because I'm like, I need more proof. Like, I need yeah. more proof that there are good women in the scene that are doing good stuff and that are being heard and being valued. Yeah. And then when I do that to myself, like, and I criticize other women, I'm like, I'm part of this garbage cycle that kicks people out. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, all right, so what do we do to incorporate people more? And what I've done, especially in my own band, is I, before I started my band here, I was solo. And I was thinking, like, I want to play shows, but I don't really love playing by myself anymore. Like, yeah. I want to play with a fun team of people that are cheerleading behind me. That's yeah. what a band is. And it's like a little family, right? So I was like, okay, I'm going to start a band. I had Leighton on my side. I had uh, his drummer, Adrian, that I know um, just from various other projects that have toured through. Um, and then I was like, okay, so how do I find women to be in my band? And what instruments will they play? Like, where do they come from? How do I find them? Yeah. And they're... Um, pretty good at hiding. <laughs> so I did some research. I went around and I was like, where the heck are the ladies? <laughs> or Come anyone that's not a white man. I'm like, I want a band of not just white men. Like, how do I find this? And eventually I just had a friend of a friend that we were following on Instagram and I was like scrolling through my Instagram and she was playing bass in her story. So I was like, oh shit. I sent her a message. I was like, first of all, this rips. Like, you're killing it. <laughs> Playing a free nationals on your Instagram story. Just like, nice. absolute queen. 
And then I was like, second of all, I need a bass player, so if you're interested, here are the tracks, and get back to me when you want. I don't think I've actually talked to you in person before, <laughs> but like, hit Be me my up, friend. buddy. I swear I'm yeah. a nice person. <laughs> and so we've actually developed such a beautiful friendship just through that because I've been like, oh, I'm open to having whoever in my band that is not a white man. And I've been seeking this out and kind of putting my energy into that and supporting women in that way. Um, and then I just like, I think going to shows that have women headlining or women supporting, yeah. but like, you know, that's the thing also is that women are always in supporting, supporting roles yeah. Yeah. in acting in like music as an opener, as an opener yeah. is especially the thing. So I'm playing an all-femme bill that's coming up. I'm, like, urging all of my people to come, especially white men, actually, because yeah. I'm like, you should see this. This is a master yeah. class yeah. on how to not be yeah. shit <laughs> and support people that are not you. Um, so, yeah. Um, where, when is this happening? Um, yeah. It's April 4th. It's at the Rubber Boot Clubs so and just below Swans oh, downtown. Oh, yeah, that's great. It's my buddy Marlena Moore from Edmonton. She just released a really amazing single. And um, I think she's releasing an album soon. I'm not quite up to date. I feel really far away right now. <laughs> but uh, she's going to come through. And then Peach Pyramid is also playing. Oh, cool. So That's it'll awesome. be, yeah, three femme-fronted bands on one bill. That's wow. I have never seen in Victoria. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, Yay. yeah. We're going to post this information yeah. it, as a... Uh, part of our Instagram post for yeah. this episode. So <laughs> we're gonna advertise. We're gonna yeah, advertise it here. Um, so don't worry if you have not gotten all these names down. We will pick them out of this episode. Yeah, yes. you didn't come with a notepad. You fools. But maybe we will wrap it up here, partly because we're recording again in Clareview and I always have a fear of just like getting locked into yeah. this oh, building. Oh god, I it's, didn't it's even It's think a university about room. It's a university room. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we're in a university room on a Friday evening, so let's get the fuck out of here. Um, very beautiful. Yeah. We can go get a beer or something. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> on that note, um, first of all, thank you so much, Katie, for coming on. This is Thanks so fun. Me. Um, yeah, we were so happy. Yeah. We were yeah. Like, <laughs> we're all doing an awkward little small yeah, clap yeah. right now. Tiny clap. <laughs> Tiny yeah. clap. Finger, um, finger clap. Oh, we would also of, appreciate. Oh, sorry. sorry. Speaking of <laughs> finger claps. You know what? You go first, Kelly. I was. It was really stupid. I was just gonna say I was at my work the other night and I was getting this guy's payment, and he like extended one finger out to me and he was like, "Will you touch my finger?" What in the fuck? And I was both like weirded out and also like intrigued. So I was like, "Sure." So I like touched his finger and then he looks at me and goes, "I, ha I have a girl. I have a girlfriend. Don't worry." And I was like, "Okay, have a great day." Bye. I can't touch a woman unless I'm dating yeah. her. It's like I just mean, the don't. Whole, I'm just so confused. The whole interaction was so weird, and I just walked away, and I was like, "Another day." <laughs> Did you meet ET? Yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. E. Going home. Literally, he was like, "Yeah, I needed your energy, <laughs> like through your fingertip." That is very strange. I feel like yeah, in the restaurant industry, you just get the weirdest. Yeah. Like, There's the no other interaction contacts? I've had with a woman in three months. I better make it extra fucked up. <laughs> um. Okay, on that note, yeah, on that note. Um, we would love it if you would follow us on Instagram at New Sincerity Podcast. Um, and also, please DM us with any ideas, any collaboration ideas. Um, we're just always looking to hear back from our podcast community on what they want to hear. Um, we're looking at doing some more cool like interviews with yeah. other wonderful people like Katie. Um, 
but who aren't Katie. Um, although, <laughs> I mean, you can come back to come back on. I just don't want you to feel pressure to be here every week. Yeah, be here every week. Katie. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, cool. We're now a four-person podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. here. Just to, also, where can people find you on Instagram? What's your title? Oh, yeah. Okay, so my Instagram is really enjoyed your set. It's one line that I get a lot, actually, <laughs> and I just never know how sincere it is, so I thought it was funny. Uh, it's just one word, and then it'll say Katie Lane on there, and you can give me a follow. Well, we'll um, yeah. Tell a friend. Tell your mom. Tell your local fan band. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, who you can see on April 4th. Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you all so much. We hope you have a great week. Bye. 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 Bye.